Stand by for Exciter. This week on the Hit the Light Podcast, we're talking about Judas Priest. The Hit the Light Podcast featuring Big Frog and Michael Castleberry is on the air. Covering classic metal and comedy from San Diego, California. So now sit tight and hit the light. The Hit the Light Podcast is recorded live and uncensored. Big Frog in particular is not politically correct, so please don't be offended. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Light Podcast with me, Big Frog. And me, Mike Castleberry. And this week we're doing Judas Priest Part 1. Part 1 of we don't know how many yet. how many yet, yeah. (laughs) Could be two, could be three. It's a mystery. Could be four. Much like Dio. (laughs) Um... Before we before we get into the uh, actual episode, I got one current event and I got one uh, public service announcement for the whatever. The um, the current event is that I went and saw Kiss the Live again, okay. Capland again. I did see that. And they got a new ace, mm-hmm. and his name is Casey Trask. Okay. And he's a monster, you know. And the thing that tripped me out is then I got to we're actually friends on Facebook now. And looked into what you know what he does, mm-hmm. and the trippy thing is that was his first gig with um, with Kissed Alive, and he fucking killed it. You know, in in my opinion, he blows Tommy Thayer away. Okay. You know, and uh, and so it was great. I was into it. I mean, like I uh, saw a dude there who's uh, Lonnie's best friend's brother. And he was just like tripping out on how into this tribute band yeah. I was. Because I was just standing right in front of him. Yeah. And his amp was just fucking pointed straight at me. And I was just like, yes. And you know, uh, it's kind of funny, the whole tribute band thing. Because right now, it's like, man, this is sick. Mm-hmm. This is fucking great. Mm-hmm. This guy's better than Tommy Thayer. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. If some reason, like, Kiss called this dude up and yeah. was like, Hey, uh, we gotta let Tommy go. Right. Uh, you wanna you wanna join Kiss for the right. rest of this tour and yeah. wear the spaceman makeup? You gotta yeah. fuck this fool. Well, see, <laughs> impossible because he's too skinny and he's too short. Okay. So he wouldn't. I, I don't even think he would get an audition. Uh, you know, but like, and you and you're probably right. But <laughs> you know, but um, he was their new Tommy. Right, right, and and like I say, he, he killed it. It was great. But the thing is, is looking into the dude. He's also in, uh, you know, that band Cage. They're from here, and they've been around a long time. And they're kind of Judas Priesty. Yeah. So he's in that band, but he's in that band now. Like uh-huh. he also joined that band. So now he's in Kiss Alive. He's in Cage, and his band that he's been together with since high school. That's and an they OG grew band. that way. Yeah, it's called Monarch, and they just won the contest from around here to go to Vakin. Oh, so they're going to get to play and whatever. So this dude, I don't know how old he is. He might be like, I, I think he's younger than 30. You know, it's yeah. kind of hard to tell, whatever, but he looks young. And so he's an up and comer, man. He might, you know, he might be a star, yeah, you, know, you know. So that's cool. That's that's my current event. There you go. Okay. You got any current events? Oh, not really. I'm glad he had fun at Camp Land by the Bay. Camp Land by the Bay. We almost didn't get in because there was some weird, they were acting weird this time. I don't know why. But yeah, we got in. I did see the video. You, you made sure you got lots of video yes. of their new ace. Yes. Um, I think all I said was, like, I liked it, but I didn't like the drumming. Yeah. <laughs> the drumming was missing some fills that I, I'm used to hear. It's more, I'm used to hearing spe- 
specific shit in in the alive version. Right, 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 right. So there's some fills that just weren't in there, and it's like, oh man, you should be playing to the alive version of the song, and yeah, not the album version. Yeah, I I pretty much agree with that. But that's a nitpick. Yeah, you know, but. Um, now that I'm a big time podcaster, yeah, I feel like I get to nitpick, things right? And be a little bitch all the time. Oh yeah, oh I could have nitpicked the fuck out of this show because like they had like electrical issues uh-huh. and you know the sign because the, they got the sign, the kiss sign, yeah, was like knocking other shit off or whatever, and mm. but they wouldn't turn off the sign, <laughs> so there well, was, that's their thing, yeah. And then the sound was bad, but it was guitar loud bad. Yeah. So I was cool, you know. Yeah, I, I was noticing I was having a hard time hearing the vocals. Yeah, it was but, kind of having a hard time hearing anything else, but I was so fucking down with that. Yeah. You know, for whatever, for just the one time, yeah, yeah, I definitely wanted to hear it that way. All right, rock Okay, on. my public service announcement, I've been getting a lot of shit because Uh-oh. I say so-and-so is a better singer than so-and-so or he can't really sing, he's not really a sing- I say shit like that yeah. a lot. And people get on my case about it. And what I mean is not that the dude sucks or I don't like him or that his band is no good or whatever. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is, like, if they if they were all in college and they were having, like, a musical or whatever, uh-huh. you know, Halford's going to get the part before Lemmy. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. I mean, traditionally good voice good singer, everyone can accept it. It's not grading on anyone. See, this is why I keep a low Twitter profile. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody talks shit to me about like, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you say so-and-so is a better singer than so-and-so, I mean, that's, Ronnie James Dio is a better vocalist than Ozzy Osbourne. Right. By any metric. Right. You know. Yeah, that's what I think. But Ozzy fits. Mm-hmm. His songs better than Dio fits. Right, them. and Ozzy. The thing is, Dio can Dio can sing Ozzy songs, mm-hmm. and it'll sound fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little bit weird because he doesn't like singing them, mm-hmm. and they're tailored to Ozzy's strengths. Ozzy can't sing a Dio song. No, it'd be a fucking disaster. It would be. Yeah. So. So there you go. You know, some some people are just better singers than others. Right. You know, Celine Dion is a great fucking singer. Right. I don't like any of her music. Right. Exactly. But I can acknowledge the fact that she's a very powerful and talented vocalist. Right. And, and she's um, going to get the lead in the play. Yeah. And I'm still trying to live down that time she sang ACDC on uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, VH1 I Divas. remember that. I don't know how I ended up on that. I was yeah. like flipping through the channels. And landed on VH1. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they, they, they had those Divas specials. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, crap. But then I heard, like, ACDC. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck are these bitches doing? Yeah. So you have, like, Celine Dion over singing ACDC yeah. above, like, I can't even remember the other chicks that I were on I think Shakira that. got down on a, on a rock song, too. I can't remember what it was, though. I can believe Shakira a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't have what I consider that traditional pop voice anyway. Yeah, and she might have some some hard rock in her collection. You don't really think Celine Dion, you know, cranking Metallica on the yeah. way from a gig or something. Maybe she does. Maybe she does. You never know. Like you never you never talk to Celine Dion or yeah. her story. Right. She might be fucking. 
she might finish doing My Heart Will Go On for the millionth time in her Vegas show and then gets in her car and fucking slay her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tripped out every time I saw, like, Lady Gaga with Halford and the dudes from Slayer, and she, like, Nico, she she got pictures with all those people. She loves metal. Yeah, she loves metal. I didn't know that shit. She fucking sang with Metallica. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So, I mean, and I can see it with her, too. All of her, her stage show, it's like a, it's like taking cues from things like Kiss and Metal and this and that, but then making it into a pop show. Right. But it's that big grand thing. So right. she's got those things. And she's got the voice when you listen to her sing with Metallica. Right. It didn't seem completely out of place. Right. She seemed like she could fucking front a metal band and it'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. So. Oh, another caveat. And this, this one goes to, uh, to uh, Ripper Owens, who's going to be featured in this somewhat. Uh, He's in a band episode. called <laughs> the, uh, the Three Tremors. Uh-huh. And it's three metal singers that, you know, are metal singers. So it's Ripper Owens. It's uh, Sean, Sean Peck. He's the singer from Cage. Uh-huh. Like I said, he's Halfordy. And then there's Harry Conklin, who's the singer from Jack Panzer. Okay. And he's, he's uh, vocally, too. So there's that band, and that dude, Casey Trask, is also in that band. So it just goes to show you like how rough it is for a musician these days. You got to be in four bands yeah. to make the shit work. To, to make yeah, to make <laughs> to get your high school band there, you got to be in other bands yeah. to do other shit. It ain't like the old days, man. All right. All right. Judas fucking priest. Judas priest. Uh, All right. Are you ready for heavy metal? Heavy metal. <laughs> the metal god. Kick your fucking phone out of your fucking head. Jesus. <laughs> That's some metal news right there. Yeah, that was a good one. I thought it was funny because I commented on this and that. Right? If For anybody listening that hasn't seen this, there's video of it, but it was, you know, some dude had his camera out in the mm. front row at a priest show, mm. and Rob is just wandering over and just, boop, yeah. runs the fuck out of it. Yeah. He's flying. I was Doesn't impressed he... with the kick yeah, for no. an old man. You know, that was yeah. a pretty good kick. And that fucking shit flew. It went flying. And, you know, but he doesn't say anything about it. He doesn't it. say like, nothing. He doesn't stop. He's just he didn't going. Say, he didn't give him no warning. Nothing. Yeah. But my favorite part about this is in the comments, so many people like, oh, I miss back in the days. No cameras. Yeah. Everybody's in the moment and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all are talking about how great it is seeing a dude get his phone kicked out of his hands. Um, this is being recorded on another phone. Right, right, no <laughs> shit, know? no shit. If someone else didn't have that phone out there, they yeah. wouldn't have seen Halford kick that guy's phone. Right. So if this dude recording it was in the front row, his right. phone would have been kicked by Rob Halford. Right. You know what, man? I mean, as far as all that goes, there's so many di- there's so many different dudes who have different uh, opinions for different things. For me... It's like, I'm cool as long as your phone that you're recording with is within the certain parameters, you know? Yeah. But I've had this dude holding it up like this and both arms extended above his head. There you go. That pisses me off. There's, there, there we go. That you was know? a great, uh, great, you know, visual, yeah. visual that you're doing there in and a then audio format. Right. <laughs> and then there's also, I've had dudes behind me 
that basically are almost resting their phone on my head. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, come on, man, that that's much. Yeah. And 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 you don't have to record the whole show. Like, we're yeah. going to show the whole. Nobody wants show to see. You. Like, no one wants to hear your fucking thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, it's all distorted and shit. Yeah. Where it's like, you, you know, you, people hear it now. It's just, yeah. 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 I can't say too much shit because I record some shit. Well, you yeah. know, but I, mean, I record a song it's or that a solo. It's that bootleg spirit. Right. And, I, and I'm just trying to show you, like, how close I was. Yeah. No, check it out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You know? But you're not uh, sitting there the whole time no. being like, yeah, it yeah. gives me fake ace. Yeah. No, it's, no, it's, it's, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, so, so. He he didn't really explain what what he was mad about. He said that the dude was interfering with his performance. Whether it, like somebody said the dude had the flash on so the light was in his Alfred's face and Maybe. he kicked it, you know whatever. I remember back in the day, um, Axl Rose used to fucking kick photographers and shit because he didn't like like they would post unflattering pictures of yeah. shit and he wanted final say on yeah. what his pictures look like yeah. so whatever so he used to do that shit but outside of that I haven't heard too many people like really get too mad about it yeah I mean you have stuff like when um, uh, Danzig uh, reunited with the Misfits they oh. had a no cell phone policy oh yeah da- yeah like, well, Danzig's to... a whole nother <clears throat> trip yeah but he's, you have a, to... he's a legend in his own yeah. mind you had to surrender your cell phones when you got there. But it wasn't like you everybody turned in their cell phone. Mm-hmm. They basically give you a little... Little lock bag. Yeah. Lock bag that you put your phones in and you lock it. Mm-hmm. And you can't unlock it until you leave. Right. And apparently, the, for the people that went, they said it was actually pretty cool. It yeah. Really, it Chappelle them. does that. Yeah, it helped them yeah. buy it. Because, yeah. Now, the funny thing is, though, the, the, cell phone, the cell phone flash has replaced the lighter. The, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> at the uh, concert, right? To the point where, or uh, <clears throat> at least once, I've had that where I downloaded a lighter app on mm-hmm. my phone and it has, turned yeah. that on. Yeah, but that's that's, <laughs> that's what it funny. is now. Like yeah. it used to be in the seventies and eighties, right? When the ballad hit, everybody had their lighter. Yeah. Now it's everybody just has the light on their cell phone. Yeah. So. And it's and I think it's like so rampant that it's one of those things you can't do anything about hardly anymore. Like I remember when I was a little kid, they had this show "What's Happening." I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the little the black uh, uh, friends and everything. Yeah, and uh, they had a yeah, and they had an episode where rerun snuck a tape recorder into the Doobie Brothers concert. And was bootlegging it, and during the concert he was jumping up and down, and it fell, <laughs> and and everybody was like, ooh, you know, because fucking, it was, yeah, shit. yeah. I mean, you know, but it's that's that shit's all fucking. I think having fucking bootlegs out there is is like, it's good for some bands because it's like, wow, they they fucking kill it. They're they're killing it live, yeah. and and I wouldn't see this otherwise. You know? Yeah, I mean. Well, fuck. Now, if you suck live, yeah, well, then that's, that's gonna be thing. a bummer. But you know, like bootlegs of Kiss probably would have helped a lot more back in the day. Oh yeah, you know that would have been awesome. Their their live show was so much better than the the album sounded. Totally. Um, a lot of people like that's how Metallica got big was through the tape trading scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their demo got circulated. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah you know that's 
fucking how did that help? It works. It works. It works. So Judas Priest, they're another band that the early songs, if you took an early song from the first record, song from uh, British Steel, a song from Painkiller, and a song from the new record, you would not think that you would the not know the same band. No, yeah. not at all. And and uh, so that's kind of cool that they've made that evolution. When you became aware of Priest, they were pretty much fully evolved. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, my first awareness of Judas Priest would have been in the early 90s mm-hmm. um, because Beavis and Butthead. Right. They would, a lot of times, uh, breaking the law, yeah. breaking the law. That's right. Bam, bam. That's right. So you kind of, I was like, oh, that, that must be from some metal band. And then yeah. later you find, it's like, oh, that's Judas Priest. And right. Priest was, of all the, the 80s metal bands, that, like I said, I, it took me a long time to get into a lot of 80s shit because of the presentation. Right. Totally. I can see that. Priest managed to somehow get past that for me. Okay. Um, the, all the weather was fucking okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, just like the, you know, the first time you hear the guitar riff for Breaking the Law, mm-hmm. it's just such a fucking good riff. Oh, yeah. It's like, it, it takes, you know, it's an earworm on top of everything else. Right. So, at that point, you don't care what the video really looks like. Right. Well, the you're video like, was so bad. You're like, oh, this is a, this is cool. Yeah. You know, and heading to heading on down the highway, it's that's a cool, bad video, cool, cool guitar riff. So right. They had a lot of good guitar riffs. And Rob Halford was obviously a very good singer. Right. That just somehow, despite the the way he looks, uh-huh. like when I saw Dio uh-huh. the first time, I'm like, this, yeah, this, this is a, what the fuck is this dork? Yeah. And, you know, even uh, Bruce Dickinson, I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Because he had that weird, that, that weird uh, long mullet hair yeah. style that was going on at the time. So everything yeah. fucking looked weird. But Halford, man, he... He looked weird, but it looked fine on him. Yeah. And it's really, it's because of the fact that he originated that shit in metal. Like, everybody else took his cue. Right. So for him, he just started dressing how he would, I guess, dress in gay clubs. Yeah. Yeah. He took that to the stage. Right. And then all of a sudden, that became the metal look. Right. So it fits some people better than others. Yeah. But that became what you're supposed to wear. You're supposed right. to wear leather and studs and chains and shit. Right. So so when you like started like a Judas Priest, you pretty much figured out right away that Rob was gay. Well, I mean, it was an already... It, it wasn't even a matter of figuring it out. Yeah. It was a known fact. It was already known. Okay. It was already known. It was... Yeah. It was Rob Halford, former lead singer of Judas Priest. Comes out as gay. Yeah. You know? And it was, like, cool. Right. Like, I remember years back, like, when I was dating a gal, um, like, 2001 or something, she asked me what I thought about that. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, you like metal and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, what do you think about Rob Halford being gay? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't... It wasn't even a thing. It's like, it's... He's got cool music. Yeah. Like, I'm... You know, Freddie Mercury was yeah. gay as shit. Like yeah. I didn't it wasn't a it wasn't a problem for me because right. I already listened to Queen right. and shit like that and yeah. you know, so there's already gay rock singers that right. I knew of. Yeah. So that wasn't a, a thing. And I had gay 
friends right. and family members. So, right. See, yeah. for us, it was the 80s. It was different. Mm-hmm. Shit was different. We really didn't want to be associated with anything gay. Yeah. Um, and we didn't necessarily know. Uh, now, like... You see it and you go, how did I not know? How did I not know? Yeah. And we, and we like, I... I watched recently the uh, the Us Festival video. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it at that time. Yeah. Had I seen that video at that time, I would have known. You'd be like, hey, I yeah. think, I, guys, I think that fool. would be like, I'm pretty sure. You know, but um, but by the time we found out or mm-hmm. whatever, it had really evolved to the point that we didn't care. You know, yeah. and we already loved Priest. It wasn't yeah. like we could turn our back if we wanted to. Yeah, you know? I mean, once, yeah. It's funny because I did see some stuff. I was watching a little video, and it was, uh, it was on MTV. Mm-hmm. I think I might have sent you to this this before. It was a video of when they were first announcing Ripper mm-hmm. uh, taking over in Priest. Yeah. And like you said, that was kind of bizarre that there was like a five-year gap in between right. Rob leaving the band and Ripper joining. Mm-hmm. There's just this period where Judas Priest was dead. Right. And it was during that time that Rob announced. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob had come out and, you know, that whole thing went down because he wanted to do some solo shit and mm-hmm. the label wasn't letting him mm-hmm. and this and that. So it became, I have to leave Judas Priest if I want to do my thing. Right. And he was pissed at the, the label. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, basically said, you just killed Judas Priest. Right. Right. Uh, by not letting me do a solo project. Right. Um, but I remember seeing this thing. It was, you know, you have Kurt Loder on MTV News mm-hmm. talking about the new lead singer for Judas Priest mm-hmm. uh, replacing Departed Frontman, Rob, Rob Halford. Right. Tim Ripper Owens, who was in a, a Judas Priest tribute band. Right. Great got, story. Got the gig. He's like the OG of that. Yeah. Um, he was the first replacement guy of that nature. Right. That's like... That happens all the time. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, Journey yeah. and all kinds of shit. Yeah. That's like you just grab a dude that can sing like the dude. Right. But at that time, like, it was so, so yeah. great. They made a movie out of it. Yeah. And everything, you know. But Have you that, seen that movie? Rockstar. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Very loosely based. Yeah, well, in that one, they make it, he's getting kicked out because he's gay. Well, which is not what yeah. happened. Well, that's why they don't like it. It was yeah. supposed to originally be a direct story story right. about priest and then i think they went over they looked at this the way the script was going and decided to pull yeah we don't want it to like, be no yeah. we don't want it to be like that so then they just came up with uh uh was it steel dragon yeah steel dragon and all that shit and but um there was you know they're talking about ripper taking over mm. and i still kind of laugh because people are like they have interviews with fans, yeah, you know, so they're all mugging for the camera and this right. and that, and you got people going like, "Oh man, these guys, he might even have even more power than Halford." And yeah, all the fans talk about how great Ripper sings, right. and then in the back you just see a guy go, "Plus, team ain't gay." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> see that. Yeah, and I'm like, "Fuck, dude, yeah." That- but- but you know what? In every crowd, there will be one guy like that. Yeah. There just will, you know, it's, because well, that's, don't want to be on no gay shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still, let's say, 
I mean, ram it down. It's probably about some gay shit. Oh yeah, there's a lot of things I think are about some gay shit. Yeah, you mean you still have a a new guy coming in and he's gonna have to sing songs about the gay shit, right? If there was any, but at the same time, it's just you know you liked this band, you liked their music, right? Um, It's very silly to suddenly be like, he's a homosexual and I'm gay because I like Judas Priest, right? Yeah, and it's like. Did putting on priests make you want to suck a dick? Right. Then no. Right. And you know what? And it's just one of those things like how many dudes in bands that you like or teams that you like or whatever are gay and you don't even know. Yeah. There's tons probably. So it's just like whatever. You know, the dude's badass. And then what we used to say when we found out and it was was still in between eras, it wasn't Mm -hmm. now, was, well, that's how he hits those notes. (laughs) <laughs> well, he sings so good yeah. because he's gay. Yeah, see, we put so you, you you found a you made that a positive. Yeah, we made it positive. You know, like a straight guy couldn't do that. Yeah, no way. You gotta yeah. have you gotta have been whatever penetrated. You have <laughs> throat control. You have to you know select yeah. things. <laughs> sure, one of y'all was like, "Well, wait, does that mean Bruce is gay?" Shut the fuck up, dude. Bruce, come on, <laughs> look at him. <laughs> That, that guy ain't gay. Look yeah. at how he dresses. Yeah, he's a Neanderthal. He can't be gay. That is one of my favorite things, though, was that, you know, Rob, Rob inspiring that look. Mm-hmm. Just turned a whole bunch of, just a bunch of dudes dressed like gay dudes. And they right. Didn't know it. Right. They had no idea. You know, I brought you some videos, and I sent you that one. Yeah. And uh, the reason, like, that one was like a, like a doc. And yeah. these ones are, like, just clips through through time of live performances and yeah, shit. Yeah, that one in Japan you showed me, I watched a little bit of it, where he's wearing, like, a fucking white robe yeah. thing. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and see, the reason that, like, I was watching those things is because I really want to I really want to nail down the evolution of the yeah. dress. Because, like I said, Cozy Powell was on some leather and spikes in 76. Yeah. These dudes were not until, like, 78. Yeah. And from what I gather, this is what <clears throat> happened. When they were on the uh, the stained class tour, mm-hmm. they uh, or stained class or um, no, no 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 it was a hellbent for leather tour, okay. and because they got the hellbent for leather uh, album cover in yeah. the back while they're playing, Halford is in a leather jacket and fucking it's the beginnings of the look yeah right, but <clears throat> everyone else is not. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Tipton's wearing like some silky red shit, mm-hmm. and uh, KK Downing's in black, but it's also silky. And the drummer, Les Binks, is just wearing uh, a red cut off sleeve t shirt. Yes. Yeah. Right? By the way, that fool probably never tells anybody he used to be the drummer in Judas Priest anymore <laughs> because he doesn't want to fucking think he's the other dude who was in Judas Priest before a drummer. Uh, you know, I wouldn't fucking, I wouldn't touch that shit. But, um, so, that was, those were promos that were cut right as the album was released. They didn't know how to do it back then, so they made it look like it was live. Yeah. But it really wasn't. Yeah. And, um, by the end of that tour, everybody's on, everybody's on it, and that's when they, like, took the pictures and did Unleashed in the East and all that. Yeah. So that was, that's where the line was, right after 
right during the uh, Hell Bent for Leather yeah. tour is when they actually got Hell Bent for Leather. That's for, that's a trip. Yeah. Let's let, let's talk a little bit about them early albums though, because you right. know they're kind of I don't want to they're almost the lost albums at this point. Almost. They're they don't get as much listens. Mm. Um, they don't. Most of the songs off of them don't get played live. Mm. Um, you know, even songs that they do play off of the early, early ones, mm-hmm. they play them different now. And it's most of the times it's meddling it up, mm-hmm. except for Diamonds and Rust. Mm-hmm. They made it even a, in back into an acoustic ballad. Right. When they do it live now. Oh, okay. Which is how it started. Right. <laughs> you know, right. but it's interesting because most people, when they think of Judas Priest, they think of the 80s. Mm-hmm. They think of, you know, heavy metal, the 80s, all that. And it's like one of those things that, like, there's probably a good chunk of people that are casual metal listeners mm-hmm. that might not even know they had an entire catalog going back to 74. Right. <clears throat> that would be most people, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they and if you put on Rockarola, mm-hmm. you'd be like, well, the this fuck is, is this? Like, this is all right. I mean, it's, it's, they're good albums. Yeah. And there are some people, though, if you go in, like, the comments on YouTube that swear by that shit. Right. To them... This was that's Judas Priest. This is Judas Priest. Right. What they turned into was sellout Judas. Yeah, Priest. yeah, yeah. It's like they all they went commercial. Right. That, because they did for a while. Their first several albums, each one was more prog than right. the other. Right. So they had a lot more time changes mm-hmm. and a lot more complex shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, um, you have people that. Uh, that uh, just swear by like Sad Wings of Destiny mm-hmm. and shit, you know. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, when I first uh, got into Priest, it was probably like you know, same same as everything, like eighty one, you know. And we had a um, British Steel, so that was you know Breaking the Law and Living After Midnight. Living After Midnight was on the radio. Yeah. You know, Breaking the Law was on the, there. Was a video for Breaking the Law. So we were like, out to me, I was like, well, this is cool. It's not Iron Maiden cool, but it's cool, you know? And then I got to Spain, and my friend Ben over there, he had an album called Hero Hero, mm-hmm. which is a European <clears throat> uh, compilation of the first two albums, right? With mostly Sad Wings of Destiny and some songs for the first record. Yeah. And, I mean, it's badass. But it takes a while to get into it because you have to like gear down to it. Yeah. You know, but some of those songs are great. And, and uh, you know, later on, we're going to do our, our favorite songs. Yeah. And I almost want to do, well, my favorite songs from the first albums and the, my favorite songs <laughs> in the middle. And, you know, yeah. because I mean, Victim of Change is one of my favorite songs. You know, if I, oh, yeah. there, there's from those records that is fucking great. Oh, yeah. Like I was going to say, um, with those early albums, some of those people swear by it. Like, to them, um, they peaked at Beyond the Realms of Death. Right. That's Judas the Priest. Judas Priest song, that's, yeah. that's their opus. Right. And it's hard to fucking argue that, man. Right. It's a great fucking song, and it's epic in yeah. scope. And it's, you know... It... Yeah. Yo, what, one time um, when I was going to Southwestern, 
Uh, my, and my friend Lenny went and took some classes just because he wasn't doing nothing else. So uh, he took a singing class or whatever. And for his final project, me and him did Beyond the Realms of Death. Oh. And uh, it was it was fucking pretty awesome. Like the, the teacher was just like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, I wish I had that shit on tape. Oh, man. But yeah, man, it was, a, it was pretty, uh, it's a badass song, man. What I, what I think is funny when you talk about priests and their switch, how the, how their sound changed and how mm -hmm. it evolved and how they went to the more stripped down sound mm -hmm. and really became like the heavy metal sound. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> more so than than Black Sabbath, oh, yeah. honestly. Um, I think it's, it's one of those things where, you know, their contemporaries of Sabbath and mm -hmm. Deep Purple mm -hmm. and, you know, um, Led Zeppelin, and you can tell mm -hmm. when you listen to it. Yeah. And the thing is with those early albums, they start separating themselves. But at first, they're very good, mm -hmm. but they're not quite as distinct. Yeah, they're not themselves yet. As some of those other bands. Right. <clears throat> and then they so they start reinventing themselves again. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of start hearing that with you know, with shit like. Um, Exciter, mm -hmm. um, off of Stained Class is where mm -hmm. you kind of start seeing, well, I mean, you have the, the Ripper even before that, right? where you see you have those more stripped down, heavier songs. Right, and they're faster paced. Yeah. Yeah. So they're taking pieces of that and they're going, well, maybe we should focus on mm -hmm. shit like this. Right. And what bothers me is when you look up anything, talking about shit like, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, no Life Till Leather slash Killing Machine mm -hmm. and British Steel mm -hmm. about their they went for a more commercial sound. Right. Which that seems to me that sounds like fucking hindsight being 2020. Yeah. Because yeah that sound that they switched to was more commercial. Right. They sold more with it. Nobody else fucking sounded like that no. at the time. There's no, no telling that people were gonna listen to that and be like, "Oh, this is my new shit." Right, and yeah, and you know what? And there's no real. Uh, you can't underestimate the influence that Tom Allen had. He's the dude that produced uh, "Unleashed in the East" and then continued. And that guy must have fucking like really learned some shit while he was making those records because it ultimately led to fucking Screaming for Vengeance. Oh, yeah. And we weren't ready for Screaming for Vengeance. <laughs> like, people say, you a fool, you ain't ready. Yeah, we weren't, dude. That shit was like, Priest went from being cool so to being fuck. <laughs> you know, this is fucking heavy metal. Well, yeah, that's what's kind of funny is, um, you know... It's weird when you see the the way certain albums are described. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I feel like British Steel, in the long run, gets more love than some mm -hmm. of their other ones. Because mm -hmm. that was really the start of the signature pre-sound right. for a couple albums. Right. And even the look <clears throat> of, the, of, the, of the Razor yeah. and the logo had evolved to a certain point. That looked like heavy metal, you know? Yeah. But what's funny to me is uh, when you when you listen to it, it's a good album mm -hmm. with a, 
a couple great songs on it. Mm-hmm. But there's also some filler on that shit, oh, yeah. which is interesting because it's a fucking short album. Right. It's just over a half hour. Right. You know, it's it comes and goes. Yeah. And that that's something that started happening in the early 80s because in the 70s, the albums were long as fuck. Oh, yeah. Double albums. And then fucking, and then in the 80s, Priest, a couple of times, Van Halen, all their albums are like 35 minutes. You know, fucking, it became a, a thing to make shorter records. And uh, and for, for me, for British Steel, it's, it's like, I don't know. I think I've just heard it too much. I've heard it too many times. It might and be. it doesn't have the same impact yeah. that it used to have. It might be, but it's one of those things. There's fucking great shit on it. I don't want to poo-poo it. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say it's overrated. Right. It, I, it definitely doesn't, and, you know, I'm not trying to over, you know, understate its importance. But, <clears throat> you know, um, United isn't that great of a song. Um, I could do without it. Um, Metal Gods, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, especially the chorus. Yeah. They got lazy on some choruses in the days, Judas. Um, you don't have to be old to be wise. Yeah, I don't like that song Not at a all. big, not, not yeah. my shit. But, you know, at the same time, you got Breaking the Law and Living After Midnight, right. which are like all-time fucking classics right. that... Those are those are evergreen songs. Right. There's very few songs and, that I don't get tired of. Yeah. And those are two of them. Yeah. And it's funny, like to go back to my uh, my pro wrestling fan roots. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, the the uh, rockers, the rockers in WWE, uh, when they're in AWA, they're the Midnight Rockers. Okay. And their entrance music was "Living After Midnight." Oh shit, <laughs> that's great. So they would come out to that, and you know it's funny because I don't want to get too off on a wrestling tangent. Right. People love them because they're the young, cute guys. Yeah. The rock music, but uh, they were just knockoffs of two teams smashed together. They, right. All they did was take the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express, and they're like, these guys are the Midnight Rockers. Right, right. But, yeah, that was our entrance music, and AWA was Judas Priest. Ah, that's great. So, um, oh, one thing that's funny about about those, the uh, the growth of, of Priest is that, like, if you take something from their first album, and you try to play it on guitar, mm-hmm. it'd be pretty easy. Yeah. Then it gets harder and harder and harder. And then for British Steel, all that shit's easy to play. You know? And then it gets, it gets fucking harder again. Well, that's what I was going to say with the, the uh, you know, when they talk about the, the stripped down thing, they mm-hmm. stripped it down to its core. Right. With British Steel. Yeah. But then started building back up on it. Right. And then built it into some you know, new shit. Because when you you listen to the, you know, you listen to British Steel and it's simple and fun, but like I said, when you put on uh, Screaming for Vengeance, yeah. that shit is fuck it's next level. Right. You know, that's to me, that that may be the definitive priest record. I think it is, um, yeah. It's hard to argue. It's definitely, we were talking about this before, uh, it definitely uh, wins for a cool t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Because cool t-shirt, cool name. Yeah. You know. Everything fucking, about it's fucking cool. Right. I don't, there's not a clunker on it. No. Yeah. No, there ain't. 
there's not a fucking weak track nope. on that. It's it's just from beginning to end, just kicks your ass. And it's st- it's only a couple minutes longer yeah. than uh, British Steel. Right. It feels just, yeah. I don't know. It's Also, too, another thing that they started on that and, and even blasted even more out of control on, on Defenders of the Faith is, you know, there's always the idea of, first they would call it twin lead guitars, Uh then it was dual lead guitars, then it was dueling lead guitars. Yeah. And on on, um, Screaming for Vengeance and on Defenders of the Faith, they actually do do that. They duel. Like, they go fucking four bars, four bars, four bars, four bars. And even on the the, uh, liner notes of Defenders of the Faith, it tells you, which who plays which break? Yeah, you know, in the solo. So it, so it's like from this time to this time it's him. From this time to this time it's him. And you can tell who it is anyway. Yeah. But it is actually like okay, you play for ten seconds, I play for ten seconds. You play for ten seconds, I play for ten seconds. Well, you know, it's a trip about that too. When you talk about the guitar and shit, um, <clears throat> it is not too often that you get one guitarist in a band, let alone two. Mm that completely changed their style Mm -hmm. over the years. Oh, yeah. You know, Eddie Van Halen, he always sounded like Eddie Van Halen. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. James Hetfield and everybody, they're going to sound basically the same. That's their signature style. Mm -hmm. Um, But then with Priest, you know, you got, you know, KK and uh, Glenn and shit. It's like they fucking threw out almost everything they did Mm because they were more bluesy and shit. Right. Uh, before right and I think part of that it's you don't usually see guys that come from that school where they you figure they could see him playing blues and like them rock and roll solos like Ace does right and then turn into shredders right you know I that might be like you were saying before the Eddie Van Halen effect right where you know Eddie fucking comes onto the scene like world scene in 78 right and yep. You know, that's around the same time Priest starts changing their shit up. So it's like, you know, that domino effect of like, oh, fuck, this is the new shit. Yeah. Let's, you know, we need to get in on that. But a lot of guys, though, you get guys that maybe they try to do that. Right. But they, they fucking can't. Yeah, and they just revert back to what you they're know, good at. Like, uh, Iomi, um, he raised his game in the 80s, yeah. but he, he wasn't a shredder. No. If you try to do shreddy solos, they sounded like shit. Yeah. And you're just like, ugh. Yeah. So that's my least favorite parts of, um, you know, uh, Live Evil is when Iomi does like an extended <laughs> solo. <laughs> and yeah. And I'm like, God, fuck this. Yeah. You didn't have the hands for it. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's a bitch. It's a bitch. Um, you know, with the with Priest, it's funny because they, like you said, they both evolved. They evolved kind of in different directions because Glenn became like the like melodic shredder, mm-hmm. which was a perfect contrast to to the fucking heavy ass yeah. riffs, and then KK became like the the trickster and cool noisemaker. Yeah, you know, and kind of the Carrie King of the of the you know would, would later on become. Yeah. yeah, but better. But better. But, yeah, yeah it's like, obviously. Let's, let's put that in there because yeah, but I better. Obviously, Gary King solo. But yeah, but um, you know the 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 fucked up thing in a sense, 
and I don't want to cap on him too much because I'll probably go again. But uh, but they're they're on another tour, right? They're planning a new record and all that shit, and they need to figure out what they're going to do with the Glenn Tipton situation because from what I gather, he played on a couple of shows on the mm-hmm. last tour. Not very many. He didn't play here. Yeah. You know, and the dude that they got, Andy Sneep, he's not on the level. Yeah. You know, and and so, you know, when they, when KK left, they replaced KK. Yeah. With a dude that's probably better than KK. Yeah. So, and, and could do the style. So, you know, okay, but now you got there's a there's a void there, and that they need to figure out what the fuck they're gonna do with that. Yeah. That same uh, from what I gather, I don't think Andy Sneep particularly <laughs> wants to yeah. wants to be doing it. I mean, he was a producer. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I think you know they might have you know they might want to hold auditions or something. Yeah, that's just, what they should do. Just pluck the sickest guy from the yeah. sickest. Tribute the band. dude that gives you that Glenn vibe. You Get know, that guy. You know, yeah. just you know, have and that I, sound. And you know what? I'm sure there's some well known dudes that wouldn't mind having that gig. You know, oh, yeah. there's there's some dudes out there that, you know I mean, you know, and that's another thing too, is that I think in those days, and even probably in these days, when you have two guitarists in the band, mm-hmm. it's almost like they split the attention. Yeah, because because you're not gonna hear too many people saying, "Oh, yeah, you know what? Well, well, who was your who was your influences growing up? Who are yeah. your favorite? Well, you know, I really like um, KK Downey and Adrian Smith. Mm-hmm. They just don't get that kind of love because they like some sometimes people don't even know who played which part yeah. in Priest song or a Maiden song or whatever. So it's hard to say who's the dude that you like. Yeah, but I knew I liked Glenn Tipton. Yeah, Glenn Tipton was the shit, <laughs> you know. For and and for in Maiden, it was Dave Murray for me. Yeah, other people like like KK and like like uh, you know. But for me, fuck those were the Glenn Tipton was the fucking dude. Yeah, yeah, badass. And, and you know, and it sucks, you know, that he, that he can't play. I I guess he's gonna play on the record. Because well, he has good days and bad days, and obviously yeah. he can go in the studio on any day. So yeah. So he, I guess he's gonna play on the record. He's writing shit for the record, and that's good because he's a great writer. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know about the live thing. Yeah, you know? they just need to get a guy that'll pull it off. Uh, right. yeah. Ian Hill recently came out saying, you know, when Iron Maiden, we were the first band to take Iron Maiden on the road when they uh. So, they should take us on the road. <laughs> they oh, let's do this before yeah. before friends die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so, like fuck. Imagine that. That'd be great. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'd, fuck. I remember know, Judas Priest. I would. I, you know, my my wife is like, you need to spend less on concerts. But if they announce an Iron Maiden Judas yeah. Priest no, joint tour, there. I'm like, sorry, babe, I'm yeah. I'm going to that shit. You're doing, you're doing a live remote. <laughs> it's like that's I I'm never gonna get to see this again. So. So, you know, like it's, 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 there's so much to talk about with priests. Yeah. Um, but we're already. Right. So this one is just like our general impression of priests. We're not going to dive in too hard. We're just, we're, we're, this is our fanboy episode. Yeah. Fanboy episode. Exactly. (laughs) 
we're having a good time. What, do you, a, what do you love about We haven't got to yeah. sit down and like do an episode for a couple weeks. Right. So it's fun to do this. Yeah. And, you know, Priest is just one of them bands. I, I already said, I said this before. There's, yeah. there's a few bands that are just like my, the fun band. Right. To me. Yeah. And it's, you know, for me, it's, you know. ACDC, Van Halen, Van Halen and Priest. Priest yeah, and I tell people all the time, I you know, when they talk about like heavy metal and this Kiss. and that. Yeah, Kiss is yeah. the other one. Yeah. Um, you know, Kiss, I mean, they're, yeah. They got less fun. It got less fun uh, <laughs> when you got like, you know, fucking Gene Simmons being like, oh, I support Donald Trump. Right, Donald right, It's right. like, hey, yeah. shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Like, we knew, right? you didn't need to say it. But, you know, they're, they're the perf, you know, they're the fucking flag bearers of heavy metal. Absolutely. There's all these other bands that, you know, you know, Black Sabbath is credited for mm-hmm. basically the roots creating metal. Right, but they don't never really called themselves a metal. No, um, no. and all that really means is the birth. You know, that yeah. doesn't mean that they like took the flag and ran yeah, with it. But they're the you know priests. Ozzy recently said they weren't heavy metal. Just yeah. recently, so uh, shut up, Ozzy. Yeah, nobody wants to hear what you have to say about yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Uh, <laughs> he probably thinks he sounds like John Lennon. Yeah. But Priest was, as far as I can tell, they're the first band that just fucking grabbed the flag mm-hmm. of metal mm-hmm. and were like, we are heavy yeah. metal. Yeah. This is what we yeah. are. The and, Metallian. And just fucking ran with it. And it was, you know, they ran with it. And then you had, you know, Dio and then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Maiden and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where it really starts. But Right. Priest is that's why like I that's why I want him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame so fucking bad because mm-hmm. bands that fucking owe their existence practically to Priest mm-hmm. are in yeah you know well, yeah. Metallica's in why yeah. the fuck well, if you put Metallica in why the fuck not Judas Priest right yeah you know <clears throat> yeah well, that whole shit doesn't make sense that you know uh, there I, there's politics I guess the guys are dicks I mean. I don't. I don't want to like put too much on what Paul Stanley says, but he was recently saying, "Oh yeah, fuck them. They yeah. fucking treated us like shit. When we were there and all this shit." And Deep Purple had some shit to say. Um, yeah, well, but you, you know, these, you get. Yeah, I I notice a lot of the fuck these guys uh, stories that are from guys that are in the hall mm-hmm. are all from guys that come from like fragmented ass bands that like. Mm, that yeah. had problems with who was going to be invited yeah, and, and all that kind of shit. You know, Paul, that's it's Paul, which you know. is bullshit too. Yeah. I think, like, you know what, man? Like, it's almost like one of those things. Like, you know, you were in a relationship a long time ago. It fucking ended. Whatever, whatever. But now, at the end of the day, we're all celebrating this thing. Yeah, let's just be cool for yeah. a day or two. You know, whatever well, it is. With Kiss, especially, man. With you know, Paul was bent at the fact that it was only the original four. Right. And then when they said, well, let's have the original four play. Yeah. And then it becomes, well, I, we want our band, you know, Tommy has been mm-hmm. in the band for 15 years. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Tommy and Ace should both be on stage. It's like, you're not fucking Tommy in the makeup on yeah. stage next to Ace. No. Yeah. You know, and it was just stupid requests like that. And then it's like, okay, 
You want Tommy Thayer right. inducted too? Right. Fucking please. Like, right. Nobody cares about Tommy Thayer's output on any albums. Yeah. And then on top of that, you, you now you're just trying to pick and choose. Because right. let's say you do um, what Metallica did. Luckily, there wasn't so many people to pick from. Right. Metallica did it. Everybody that was on an album recorded is inducted. Right. You know? So Cliff got in yeah. and Jason got in. Yeah. And Rob got in. Right. Um, but, you know. Sounds like a fair way to do it. Yeah. Dave Mustaine didn't because he wasn't, he wasn't on the album. album. Right. But, you know, if you say you do that with Kiss, mm-hmm. well, now Vinnie Vincent is in the rock and roll. Right. And you definitely don't want Vinnie yeah. Vincent there. Mark St. John. You know. Mark um, St. John's dead, right? Yeah, he's yeah. dead. Yeah. 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 He, he wouldn't ruin their party. He wouldn't, yeah. So if Priest gets in, who gets in? Obviously, KK's in. Well, yeah. KK, Glenn. Ian uh, Hill. You got Dave Holland in there? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think you have to... Yeah, he's in it. He, he was he, on the fucking yeah. main records. You know? I think you have to take anybody that played between, let's say, British Steel and... Um, Painkiller. Right. Anybody that played on any of those records. Right. No, there you go. That's 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 even fair. Um, That's pretty much the meat of what you're what you're looking for on there. Right. Then you know there's, you know the shit that. No Andy Sneap. No Andy (laughs) Sneap. Sorry. Well, Andy Sneap. Like someone asked him, was like, you think you should be in the Hall of Fame with Andrew Priest? Producer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One one funny thing too in in the little research is Judas Priest, no original members. The, oh, yeah. the original band that was called Judas Priest there was none of these guys. <laughs> and then KK Downing joined first. Mm-hmm. And then Ian Hill and Ian Hill's chick's brother was Halford. And so that's how they whatever, but and they had a black dude in the band in the first band. Yeah. Which I was just like, "Oh, that's interesting." Imagine being like one of the guys that was one of the OG members of Judas Priest that mm-hmm. left the band later and then they became that. And they'd be like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. You know, the only people that I think that that's ever worked out for is the dudes that were in Maiden. Mm-hmm. You know, because like Dennis Stratton, he's in all the interviews. He's, he's, uh, he's like, he's a staple right there still in East London. You know, like he's the man. He can't. You can't buy a drink, you know. Yeah. So it worked out for him in, in its own way for Diano because he's still yeah. relevant, even though he probably shouldn't be after all this time. Yeah. Just because of Maiden, Maiden you yeah. know. You get some of those dudes that get to be on like the, you know. And Maiden doesn't really doesn't really fuck you on the way out the door. Like they don't. Oh, this fucking guy, this and that, you know, like yeah. Kiss or whatever. Well, that or like when you know the. The original bass player for Deep Purple got fucking fired because, <laughs> yeah. because it was a package deal, right? With uh, Ian Gillen and, right. uh, and Roger and Glover. Roger Glover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like, know hey, so. we got a new singer. Cool. We had to get a new bassist, also though. So yeah, not as cool. <laughs> you know what's funny? Roger Glover. It's on one of these that I'm giving you. I think Roger Glover produced a Priest album. I think yeah. it was Sin After Sin. I'm not uh-huh. sure. But one of those. And he said that, you know, they're in the studio recording and whatever. And, and for the first, the first time and the last time that he ever saw this, 
K.K. Downing goes in the booth to record his tracks, and he's on stage. He's fucking got his hand up and fucking rocking out and yeah. fucking. And and Roger Glover's just like, "What are you doing, Meg?" <laughs> like, yeah, this gets me into the feeling and to get my well, carry on, you know. And and so he did his whole performance in the fucking booth. Well, yeah, that's uh, um, Angus Young, same way. Yeah, some of those guys they got to recreate their stage moves. Yeah, they want to yeah. play it like they're gonna play it live. Right, and right. that makes sense to me. Yeah. I, you know. And that's something that they always tried to get out of Blackmore, couldn't? Yeah. You know, they could they couldn't recreate the fucking, you know. Yeah. Always sounded better live. Yeah, that's some. That's that's. <laughs> it's always a trip when you see it, but it it makes more sense to me. Yeah. When you see you know, then when you see like Metallica and when they're all sitting down and right playing, you know, yeah, yeah, seems weird. You know, and it's like okay, I get it. Yeah. But it's like, why, you know, or the fact that, you know, especially with Metallica, because, you know, uh, James records his guitar tracks and then he records his vocal tracks later. Right. You know? Yeah. I always like the Van Halen way. Of, yeah. You know. Live and then straight the up fucking, live. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, some, you know, we talked about that before. Dave, in his book, said mm-hmm. we'd do maybe 10 takes or so mm-hmm. on a song. And usually the first, you know, just play it through. Mm-hmm. And usually the first take was the best one because we weren't yeah. thinking about it. And maybe Eddie goes back in and does a couple overdubs. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, not to sidetrack us too much. So one of my favorite stories from that book, which you should definitely read, is Dave um, not nailing his vocal track on mm-hmm. something. He's recording the first album. The producer's getting on his shit. He's like, come on, man. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Dave was really trying to uh, he wanted to sound his best, mm-hmm. so he started eating healthy. He stopped smoking. Mm-hmm. He stopped drinking. He stopped all his vices. Yeah, because he wanted his voice, and his voice didn't sound right. And yeah. finally, the producer asked him. He's like, "What the, f- what the fuck's wrong, wrong with you, man? man?" He's like, "I don't know, man. I'm, I, I quit drinking. I quit smoking. I quit this. Da, yeah. da, da, da. And you know, and I'm trying to eat healthy because I want to take care of my voice." Yeah. And the producer just goes. Somebody give Dave a fucking burger and a joint yeah, <laughs> and sent him out back. Yeah. Made him scarf down a burger and smoke a joint. Yeah. And he came back in and nailed it. Nailed it. it. <laughs> Bam, that's crazy. All right, so we're at about almost an hour. And we're trying to keep them down to an hour now. Yeah, because, because people my, say we ramble too long. Uh, my friend Alex Barcelo yeah. fucking bitched that our episodes are too long. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this one's for you, Alex. Alex, hope yeah. you're listening. Yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> spread the words. So we'll be back with another episode on Priest, which might be the second of two or the second of three or yeah. the second of four. We'll Never see know. where we go with it. All right. So until the next one, this is Big Prom and Mike Castleberry. And we are out. <laughs>